This is the Retirement Key Podcast with Pat Volk, financial advisor of Abish Financial Services. And I'm Heather Branch here with Pat talking about ways that you can work now to better prepare for your financial future as you get closer to retirement. And retirementkeyradio.com is where you can go to begin your own conversation with the team at Abish Financial Services. Again, that's retirementkeyradio.com. And when it comes to attempting to understand where we will be in a few years from now, I think the lingering question for so many of us is trying to understand how we manage our market expectations. Because it's, I mean, it has been a roller coaster basically since 2020, has it not? Yes, it has. And for so many folks, I think also... For folks right now that are close to or in retirement, we are talking about a generation of people that have been working very hard, but then also have experienced the dot-com bubble burst in 2000, the financial crisis in 2008, and now Mm -hmm. like the pandemic that happened and then the chaos that's been in the markets the past couple of years. These are people that have battle scars (laughs) when it comes to their market investments, Pat. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, my opinion on that is if you're concentrating on it every day, if you're watching a lot of the media around the market, I can see where you would have a lot of angst. Right, right. But if you weren't tuned into a lot of that and you were just kind of plodding along in your accumulation phase, you may not have really noticed a lot of it, well, very frankly. Right, right. And that's fair also to, to it's, I guess, about measuring the temperament of, of each individual person and how well, they look at the market. And I'm going to jump off on what you just said there. Measurement. What are you measuring against? Sure. Are you measuring against what everybody in the media is saying or are you measuring against what you need to accomplish? Okay, that's fair. Because we all know, we all know how the media, and I don't care, I'm not talking about any one media channel in particular. The media is so hard. I I don't even know what's real news anymore. I think a lot of us feel that way as well. Well, the other thing I would say on financial media yeah. is that their ultimate goal is to get you to the next commercial. Everybody, and I would even say myself, everybody has an ends. You know, what are they getting at? Sure. You know, my ultimate end and is to make certain that people can have a very comfortable and peace of mind in retirement. That is my ultimate goal. I love to help people with that. However, if you look at the financial uh, media, I would say the goal is just rate of return, rate of return, rate of return, rate of return. I never hear them talking about stability. I never hear them talking about safety. It's always safety and stability are not sexy, Pat. We want growth. We want the hot new stock. We want money, honey. (laughs) And and you know what? Last time I was at a cocktail party, I've never heard anybody talk about their low volatility. It just doesn't come up. I'm like, that's amazing. There it is. is. All right. Well, let's talk about then how we find our own inner peace in all of this, because the past few months we've been watching the stock market seem to be on what some are saying is now a new bull market. So Mm -hmm. let's see if whether or not that pans out. Meanwhile, there are still questions of whether or not we'll have a recession. So here's wealth advisor on Richard Bernstein. He was recently on CNBC and said this. You know, a year ago at this point, 90% of economists were saying we were either in a recession Mm -hmm. or one was imminent. I think that's down to about 40% now. And so I do think that, you know, a recession's looming out there. I don't see the point to trying to to time it and say it's going to start next Thursday at 2.15 in the afternoon. I just don't think that's a, a 
fruitful investment strategy. Okay, so basically, he just waffled right there in front of <laughs> us. I'm like, you're. It sounds to me like you were trying to make a point, but then you did the same thing that everybody else is doing, saying, "Well, it could be this or it could be that." Thinking about the folks that are coming to you again, focusing on people that are just getting ready to retire or just in retirement. I feel that there are two camps right now. Those are people that after 2022 and the market dive that so many people took hard hits on, they got everything out. They're sitting on the sidelines. They're sitting in cash. They are afraid to get back in. Mm -hmm. And then there's the other group that they don't want to miss out. So they're trying to, and they're just throwing like noodles at the wall. Let's see what sticks. Neither of these are necessarily good ideas or strategies on a on a mass basis. So let's talk about looking at it from an individual perspective then, Pat. Well, I would say the underlying theme in whether somebody has what I call a fear of missing out yeah. or a fear of loss is fear. Yeah. Why do you have the fear of missing out? Is that extra rate of return? You know, if you only earn seven and the market goes up 11 was that additional rate of return going to change your lifestyle? Probably not. Was that going to make your retirement? Probably not. You yeah. know, and if you're set up where, you know, I need to chase that 13%, but the potential accompanying losses, if I can't sustain that, then why are we chasing the higher rate of return? The higher rate of return comes with some risk. So it's almost like we have to ask ourselves why we are doing the things that we're doing rather than just- Exactly. Let's not wing it. Yeah. I would say I'll use a true story and it's an analogy here. Uh I will never forget back in the early 2000s, I took off out of Pittsburgh. I was going out to St. Louis to do a seminar for Boeing Uh of all companies. Uh And the plane leveled off very rapidly. We did not clear 5,000 feet. Hmm. And I had flown for quite a while and I'm like, something's up here. Yeah. Uh, pilot comes on. Hey, we have a problem with the flaps. And immediately I'm like, oh, no. Right. And every time, you know, we went back, to, we eventually went back to the airport. But every bank, every move, I'm like, here we go. We're going to roll. <laughs> we got on the ground safely. Yeah. I was sitting right up front. Pilot comes out, big guy. And he's like, yeah, I went by the book. And what had happened is when we took off, they went to pull the flaps in. One went down and one went up. So they potentially could have rolled the plane, but he controlled it with the engines until he was able to get the flaps back into a down position. He didn't wing it. Mm -hmm. He literally has a book. So these pilots don't go up thinking, oh, we may encounter a problem and we'll figure it out when we get up there. They have a standard operating procedure. They have a plan. So when he came out and said it went by the book, he literally had a book (laughs) that they pull out and tells them this is what we do in these particular circumstances. Mm -hmm. That's the exact same thing we need to have with your retirement plan. You should have a focus on how much income your portfolio needs to generate. If you don't need to be chasing 13 or 14% rates of return, why are you? Right. Because that's not free. There's right. a risk associated with it. But simultaneously, if you need to generate a slightly higher rate of return, maybe we do need to put a little bit more at risk. Maybe putting the money in the mattress, you know, extreme example. Mm-hmm. That's not the answer either. Looking through your portfolio and getting very serious with the numbers. And this can be painful sometimes because it may not come out the way that you want. You need to look at what your income sources are. What's going to be if you have a pension? Do you have Social Security? Are there survivor benefits? What are all the assets? And what is a reasonable income expectation? I have had clients that they change their opinion on how they want to be invested like the weather. 
So when the market's doing horribly, oh, I want to become super, super conservative. But as soon as the market takes off, they want to go full-blown aggressive. That's not a plan. That is you're just changing based on whim. If your plan is that, Pat, I can reasonably retire with a 7% rate of return, but my volatility has to be a lot lower, we can construct a plan like that. But it's going to be constructed that we're going by the book. We're not here to change the plan just because the weathers have changed. We want to take advantage of the market going up. We'll watch and we may have tactical models that can help pull you away, but we're not perfect. Nobody's going to be perfect. Nobody's going to time the next up market perfectly. Nobody's going to time the next down market or recession perfectly. We know that they're coming though. So how I would use another analogy is what if I know there's a hurricane on the horizon, would I be better off battening up my windows and maybe having the hurricane cross over into another town? Or would I be better just, ah, let's just throw caution to the wind and I'm not going to do anything. But what if the hurricane does cross me and I'm not ready for it? Mm-hmm. What's wrong with setting up a plan, getting prepared? If it misses you, okay, I'm still up and running. I haven't missed anything. My plan is still functioning. You know, let's not go back and regret, oh, I could have made so much more. Maybe you could have, but would it have made a difference in your lifestyle? Or was it really just, I participated in the upside? When building a plan, because I keep thinking about the people that you're talking about, because, well, there's a couple of things that happen with the psychology of it all. I mean, we're 65 years old, but in our head, we're all 25, right? Like, yes. <laughs> you feel you don't, in your brain, you're like, I'm still 25 years you're old. Still so 25. You still get excited for a lot of folks that are maybe DIY investors or they are interested in the market and they still get excited about the idea of being able to be in the market. So there is also something to be said for setting up plans where you have, okay, this certain percentage is set to give you the guaranteed income you need. But I see you, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, and you you want to continue to have your opportunities for growth, et cetera. So there is space here where we can take this amount of money and we can play with it. We can put it at high risk. We can jump into these interesting stocks that you're hearing about. That can be factored in as well, right? Well, yeah. I mean, I always joke and say everybody has a little gambling money. Sure. All right. You have it to the side, but that's not what I'm planning on retiring on. Right. That's my gambling money. My retirement money, I need to have a focused plan. Is it going to turn out perfect every single year? No, but in the long run, that's what we need to be looking at. And I will say, a lot of the media also has really decreased patience. People expect results immediately now. Not just the media. I mean, like the email, the texting, right? I feel it myself. I find myself so impatient in so many ways that I I will catch myself and say, check yourself, Heather. Like not every humans. Okay. We live in a world of email ATMs and treadmills, but that's not how our physical human brain functions. (laughs) It isn't. And, And I even say a lot of times when people are even watching the media, they may watch and say, oh, the S&P is going up or the Dow is going up. The NASDAQ is going up. These are just indices baskets that doesn't give you the full picture. You know, this year growth was taking off, but value was rather subdued. You know, just because you don't see that shark fin, you know, above the ocean doesn't mean the shark isn't in the water, Mm -hmm. you know, and for people to just jump in and feel, oh, everything's fine. This was a very concentrated rally. Now, more recently, we have had some of the value companies kind of coming up to give a little bit of support to the growth, which is a good sign. And we are availing ourselves of that. But does that mean that all risks are gone and that we should just go fully in? Because if you do something like that and you cannot take that risk, 
your timing better be spot on. You better have better information than I do about the market. Because if it does turn, it could turn rather quickly. And I think the question would be, if you couldn't tolerate the loss, why did you expose yourself to the possibility in the first place? Because the sexiness. That's what we were talking about earlier. (laughs) Social media isn't going to pay your retirement bills. (laughs) Thinking about then what we need to consider. It sounds to me, you said the word focused a lot here in this conversation today. And I, I believe that's probably a core value in the work that you do then when building out these plans, is it not? It is. And it's serious in the sense that, you know, we need to look at the numbers. We need to get serious on what the spending is. It is going to become a reality. People think of retirement. I'm going to go. I'm going to, you know, sit on the beach. I'm going to have margaritas. Well, that give it a week and that's old. Right. You need to have a plan. And I mean, just a financial plan. That's what we concentrate on. But I'd go even to the side and say, you need to have a plan for your life. What are you going to do in your retirement career? Are you just going to golf? Are you going to have some part time work? But in order for us to get you there, we need to know what we're basing it on. The Social Security, any pensions, what have you amassed, and is it going to be sufficient to pay your bills in good times and in bad times? Because if you're retiring and your retirement is going to last 25 to 30 years, just look back at the past 25 to 30 Mm -hmm. years. We've had numerous ups and downs. Those are still going to continue. But now you're leaning on what you've saved to provide the income. Do you want to continue to take these risks? Can you be as frivolous to just watch social media and follow what their recommendations are rather than knowing in your gut that you need to do something different? You need to really kind of stick to your core values and dismiss a lot of the noise that goes on out there. Being focused, not frivolous. And I would say being selfish yeah. for yourself, a healthy selfishness. A healthy, there is, and there is that healthy selfishness also plays a big factor into it. And figuring out all of these things, crunching all of these numbers, taking all of your savings and income opportunities for your retirement years, streamlining it into one plan. That one focused plan is what the entire team at Avish Financial Services is here to help you figure out. Go to retirementkeyradio.com. You can click on the contact tab and begin this conversation with Pat, with Abe, with the entire team and get to work on your own focused retirement plan, a full retirement plan for the years ahead. And again, that website, retirementkeyradio.com. Thanks for listening to the Retirement Key Podcast. Be sure to listen to the Retirement Key Radio Show Saturdays and Sundays on WMAL. Investment advisory services offered through Abish Financial Wealth Management, LLC, number 310633, a registered investment advisor firm. Financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if Abish Financial Services is licensed in your state, please call 571-577-9968. Abish Financial Services is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Abish Financial Services, Inc., Virginia Insurance License, number 12782. Zero.